Welcome to the Relationship Visionary Podcast. In this podcast, I will question anything and everything you have ever learned about relationships. So if you have very traditional views on relationships and you want to keep them, now is the time for you to turn off. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Relationship Visionary Podcast. First of all, let me apologize to all of you for taking so long to make a new episode. I've been in kind of like a messy, creative phase, and I'm still a little bit in it, but I'm starting to slowly come out of it. And you should be expecting more content soon, much more structured content, and I'm not going to bore you with that now. I might actually talk about it in the next episode because I'm going to introduce the result of what I have been working on. But for now, I just want to talk about one thing that keeps coming up in my, in my business, but also in everything that I see on social media. And yeah, it just kept, it keeps coming up. And I, I had a very spontaneous motivational thought this morning, and I was like, I'm going to make an episode about this now. So this episode is also not really scripted. So I haven't, I haven't, usually I have a, a, a much more structured script and I think about how I'm going to like present this to you and come so that it makes sense. And that's also reason, part of the reason why I haven't been making episodes for so long because I get stuck in perfectionism. And so I, ho I hope that it's also going to be okay for you if, Yeah, if I if I do it like I'm doing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it today, and let's see let's see how this works. This is an experiment for me too, and I really hope that it's still enjoyable to listen to and informative, and you learn something from it. Because yeah, it's gonna take me much, much less time, and so there might be more episodes coming out. Sometimes I feel like every episode to me is like I'm preparing a university lecture, and of course it takes me a while to do that, right? Anyway, so. Let's get into the topic, and you've already seen it in the title, uh, title <laughs> in the title of the episode that is called "Why You Can't Just Change Your Thoughts." So you have an idea of what this episode is going to be about, and I want to start this episode with the reason why I started, why I suddenly had this this thought that I need to make an episode about that. And the reason is that I was on social media lately, which I don't usually do a lot, but I saw something of a person who is like a post of a person who's also a coach. I think she went through the same coaching school that I went through initially. And what I saw, what she wrote is something about anxiety, how she, she apparently has struggled with anxiety, which a lot of us do nowadays. And she wrote in one post, basically in the, in the captions of the post. And I know that my anxiety is caused by my thoughts. So I did this blah, blah, blah. So when I read that, I was like, no, it's like, no, your anxiety is not caused by your thoughts. I know that a lot of people believe that. And this is a problem because if we don't understand why we have a certain issue problem, why we're struggling with a certain thing, we can't change it. Right. So coaching, most coaching has bought into this like all our problems start in our head and we're it's our thinking that causes our problems and we just have to change our thinking and not only coaching actually coaching I've made a post about this not too long ago about how coaching and cognitive behavioral therapy are super linked 
they're basically almost like the same thing, especially like the coaching that I know. Okay. Um, so the way that I learned coaching, it's really like cognitive behavioral therapy. And so it's not just coaches. It's also official mental health professionals who are officially qualified to help people have bought into this narrative that you just have to change your thinking and then then you're like you're going to feel better right and it makes sense that we believe that because if you do think a certain thing you might notice how the thought is immediately connected with a feeling and maybe you notice the thought first and you're like yeah when I think that I feel like shit so I gotta stop thinking that so it makes total sense that we have this narrative but the problem is that it doesn't always work to just change your thinking. And I mean, at, when I started, they would they would tell me that too. And I tried to do it. And it's like, get up every morning, write down your thoughts and be very disciplined and like, make sure that you that you then only like think the good thoughts. It's kind of like almost, it's like rewiring your, your brain to not take the, the highway that it's always been taking, which is the highway to the, the like on the bad, the bad thought highway, but like to take a different highway. And so you have to really like work on this and build this, this new street because it's small and the highway is faster and easier. And so your brain would always go there and it makes sense. And I think even like Joe Dispenza writes about that. I think I haven't read his stuff, so I can't really say for sure, but he's been mentioned to me in terms of that so that you can really change your brain structure by practicing new thinking. And so I don't want to say that it's not true, it didn't work for me. Maybe I wasn't disciplined enough, but when you have to do nothing else but repeat the the preferred thoughts in your head and like keep keep like watching your brain all the time and every day and it's it's you always start out with the with the same horrible thoughts and then you have to really like against because the problem is when you then start thinking new things even even if a slightly new things then your brain uh, your body reacts. It doesn't want the new thought because it feels wrong, right? So I also learned a strategy for that and learned that you just start out with a bridging thought. So basically a bridging thought is a thought that is more closer to the one that you were thinking. Basically, if I think I'm a piece of shit, my bridging thought could be maybe I'm not always a piece of shit or something like that. Maybe um, that wasn't a great example, but you know, you get the idea. So I'm not going from I'm a piece of shit to I'm awesome. I'm going to maybe from a, I'm a piece of shit to I'm neutral, or maybe I'm sometimes a piece of shit and sometimes not. And then to, to I'm neutral. And then to like, sometimes I'm also smart or sometimes I'm also doing something good. Right. So I'm like going slowly, step-by-step step, practicing a new thought. And when I, when I'm able to like believe the bridging thought, then I go off a step further. So to be honest, I haven't tried that because it would have probably been months for me to even like change one little thing. So I can't say that it's not working it's probably working in some cases and some people have done it. There are examples of success. All these coaches that are selling it, I think they, I believe that they found a way of doing it for themselves. However, the people that usually come to me have not been successful with that. Usually people who come to me have very strong emotions, have extreme jealousy, have extreme fear of loss, have anger, very strong anxiety. And this is why I'm actually talking about this here because of this post that I saw, because she was talking about anxiety. And it's really not that your thoughts cause anxiety. And I'm going to get into, into why that is in a minute. So it's possible that it works for some people. It's possible that it works in some areas, but it definitely 100% doesn't work for the people that I work with because of these strong emotions that they have. And people have come to me saying, 
that they have been to therapy for years. One, I'm thinking about one client in particular, and I'm probably going to have a, a a podcast interview with her. So she's going to be on the podcast eventually, and she's going to talk about her experience. But just briefly, like she came to me when she was actively in therapy and it was a cognitive behavioral type of therapy. I would even say it's like a, it was a combination of that with exposure therapy. And the therapist would just always tell her to keep doing the thing that made the jealousy spark and then just think differently. And seriously, when I heard that, I got mad because to me, this is for, for somebody who, who, who has such strong feelings, this is actually torture. So he would put her in a situation where her feelings would come up like crazy. And then he would tell her, okay, you just have to learn to think differently. So this is, to me, this is torture. She, of course, wasn't able to do that. So she's done this for two years. And I think that her her marriage really, like she's she's still married and it's really going well with the husband now. But I think that was really a problem in her marriage because every time they did that, she would have, she would kind of like explode and like it, it just never got better because she wasn't able to change her thoughts. And she started to really get desperate and doubt herself and she thought she was doing it wrong and she was like not able because she wasn't able to do it because she trusted the therapist right at the end the therapist was even starting to not believe that this is going to work anymore and so his next solution was to put her on pills so he said that to her so maybe we're going to have to put you on pills again and yeah I was shocked when I heard that so when when she started working with me she was really shocked that there was another way and um, fast forward and you're going to hear this in the episode where she's going to talk about her experience but now her her jealousy is actually getting better and now she's she's able to do things she wasn't able to do before and now she's able to not explode on her husband and starting to really heal and really stop being jealous eventually right and that is because we worked on the root of the problem and the root of the problem was not her thinking so that is one example that came to mind when I was thinking about how severe this can actually be when we buy into this narrative that our thoughts cause our feelings and then we just change our thoughts and then we're good. I've also had another client who who came to me and she said she she also had an issue with with like a relationship and and really strong feelings around that and she 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 told me, okay, I, I need your help. I know I'm not thinking this right. I need to learn how to think this, how to think differently. Like I need to learn how that works. I'm not I'm not able to like think differently right now, but I need your help to to do that. And I told her, I was like, I don't think that I can help you think differently because I don't think that that's what's going on here. I think I think we gotta like look at what's really going on instead of just like changing the the thoughts in your head. One of the guys who I did my embodied processing certification with, he once compared changing your thinking to rearranging the the furniture on the Titanic. And and that's really that's really a great metaphor. It's like you you change the furniture and maybe it looks better because maybe the ship's already going down, the furniture is like not in its place anymore. So you put it again in its place and it looks better, but it's not changing anything about the fact that the ship is going down right so why don't we instead of rearranging the furniture and we might have to rearrange the furniture at the end too right because it's already misplaced but why do we not just like put on a diving suit and go down there and find the leak find the hole in the in the ship and fix that first and then we can come back and we can like look at the furniture and see if we can put it back in its place but then it it might actually stay in its place right because the ship's not it's not inclined anymore 
So now I want to talk about where thoughts really come from and thereby explain why we can't just change our thinking. And so this is especially true for any thoughts that are that are reoccurring that you keep having that these thoughts that are always going to come back and and you're like why am i having this thought again why am i having this thought again and it's because there's a part in you that carries an emotional wound and that part believes something and the belief is coming from this emotional wound and it has something to do with how this emotional wound or what, whatever, where the wound came from, the moment when it happened, or it doesn't have to be one moment, it can be a lot of moments. But where the wound happened, the brain made an explanation for why that happened. Because usually those are from our childhood. And when we are children, our brain is not like we're not we're not cognitively able to like, understand the world that in the way that an adult does. So children, for example, always think that everything's about them. And they will always take the blame. And that's just one example. I don't want to get into that too, too detailed, but because the brain can't really make sense of what's happening and it doesn't understand the world, it's going to come up with a story with an explanation for what's going on and why it's going on. And that becomes the core belief, that explanation. And from that core belief, you're going to have thoughts later. And and now the tricky problematic thing is that I'm always that I'm always talking about to clients is that your brain is going to come up with thoughts in the present that involve the present, that involve things that you are experiencing in the present, in your current life. And it's going to make thoughts that will explain why you're feeling like that using those things in the present life. But actually the thoughts are coming from the feeling that you're having. That feeling belongs to a much, much earlier version and that feeling you've been carrying because it belongs to this part of you that probably hasn't been healed. As long as this part is there, you're going to keep having these thoughts. And actually, if you try to like coach away the thoughts and ignore the thoughts and just push away the feeling, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're actively ignoring this part of you that has been hurt. And this part of you has probably been ignored before. And maybe that has it's possible that it's actually hurt because it's been ignored. So you're actually making the problem worse. You're making your you're making your your pain, the pain of this part of you worse by not taking it seriously, not taking it into account. So we, we, we're not going to be able to just coach that part away. It's going to stay with us. And so my approach really is to go deep. Like I want to go deep. I want to find all the parts. I want to bring up their story. I want the client to really understand what their part is about, why it has, why it keeps bringing up the thoughts. Because if you have thoughts, and I've had this thought, that's why I'm using it as an example. If you have thoughts like I'm a piece of shit, it's it seems like a really bad thought and it seems really mean. And and it's obvious that it's, it's like very normal that the first natural instinct would be to say, okay, I have to stop thinking that. And yes, um, I agree that it's not very useful, but there's a way to take this thought seriously without believing it and so that's that's how we actually get somewhere yeah when we start to ask to understand this thought and to understand the feeling that comes with it and so this is really how I work on it and this is really how in the end you get healing also and the problem with coaching you're coming back to the woman who said that 
because I'm not at all bashing her. I'm not at all. I think that she, it would help her if, if she understood this too, if she listened to this episode because she has anxiety, right? And she's not, she's not really working with the anxiety in the way that the anxiety needs her to work with it. So the problem with coaching is that at least the way that I learned, it's like they they tell you that. They tell you, don't go deep. Don't ever follow something to the root. Don't ever talk about the past because that's only for therapists and you're not a therapist. And it's correct. It's true. I agree. Like there are risks that come with doing that. And so only somebody who knows about trauma, who's who knows about how to deal with these emotions that come up because extremely strong emotions may come up and we don't want to bring them up if you don't know how to handle them. And most coaches are not qualified to handle them. That is absolutely correct. So they shouldn't go deep and they shouldn't dig up that stuff, right? However, <laughs> I really believe that we all need to do this deep work. And for it's not going to be for everybody that extremely horrible feelings come up. For some people, it will be something that they don't know how to handle. And it depends on many factors. But for most people... Well, I don't want to say most most people, I don't have statistics about that, but there are a lot of people for for whom the feelings that will come up are just they're uncomfortable, but they're they're not unbearable. So a lot of people are going to be able to handle this. Although, yeah, I mean a coach doesn't know usually how to distinguish. So yeah, it's better if if they don't do that deep work, if they're not qualified to do it. However, I believe that it's really something we all need to do. Another coach also told me not too long ago that well, not everybody needs to go to therapy, basically. And I'm like, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. And I don't think that it, it needs to be seen as therapy because therapy is this thing that you do when you're sick and you first get a diagnosis, at least in, in Germany. I don't know if you get a diagnosis in, Germ in, in the US before you go to therapy. But in Germany, you need a diagnosis in order for the health insurance to pay for therapy. And that way you're, you have a stamp and a label and you're sick and people... Yeah, people don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want the diagnosis. I don't think I need a diagnosis. But do I need this deep work? Yes, I do. And so this is actually where people like like me come in because I'm not a therapist and I'm very proud of not being a therapist because I'm not following the protocol that I learned, that I didn't learn, <laughs> that they learn in in their therapy training or in college. I mean, I'm really working from my intuition and from my own experience and from, yeah, just being empathetic with people and understanding enough how our psyche works it's so like our psyche is crazy and of course I can't say that I totally understand 100% of it and and you can't understand everybody's psyche you, you can only understand yours for real like because you're in your head and you can help others discover their own right and that's what I'm good at and I know about the risks I know about the the, the stuff that can come up and I know how to handle it and I can help people navigate that that's why I think this work is super important. And for people who don't want a ther uh, diagnosis and a, ther a therapist and don't want to think about themselves as sick, you don't have to. And I totally agree. I don't think about myself as sick either. For those people, this type of work is really great. Because to me, and this is one of the things that came out of my, of my long contemplation of what I'm doing and what my business is about and what I'm but the core is, for me, my mission is really to help people get to know themselves and to build a relationship with themselves. And that is not the same thing as self-love and self-care. I love self-love and self-care. It's very important that you take care of yourself and you do nice things. But what I'm doing is not just like, okay, take a bath and um, do some meditation. 
I'm not saying not to do not do that because I think it's great, but I'm saying to really get to know yourself, like deeply get to know yourself, get to know all your parts, get to know why you react in ways that you react. And then starting to, to give this, these parts what they need so that they don't have to react anymore. Right. Changing, changing the problem at the root. And really, even if you don't think that you have a problem, just getting to know yourself, getting building this relationship with yourself with your body with your emotions with with everything and i think that's something we all need i think we're so so detached from ourselves we're so detached from who we really are from our from our physical body we're detached from our our nature we're detached from we're detached from so many things and i want to bring that back and i think in order to do that you need to go deep you need to go deep and if you just change your thoughts to be so this is another thing about changing your thoughts that bothers me a little bit because a lot of people are changing their thoughts to accomplish something like to become a millionaire to to become to become rich so you're busy managing your thoughts so that you can perform and and become a successful person and i i used to have this too in me that i wanted to become successful i wanted to write a book i wanted everybody to know me and to to be proud to like be proud of me like basically that's not even how it showed up it was like I wanted people to see me and to see me as successful. And eventually I started asking questions about why do I even want that? And then I learned that there was a part in me that was desperate for attention, but didn't want attention from social media or from the people who buy my book or the people who see me on stage. I wanted attention from some other people from, you know, I don't want to get into details, but that part of me wanted attention from somewhere else and no social media attention, no success nothing would have ever made this feeling go away people always think i want to i want to so this is another coaching thing that we learn you're doing things because of a feeling that you're going to have that you think you're going to have when you get there so you're going to you think you're going to have a feeling when you be become a millionaire the thing is that you're never going to feel that way if you don't address the root you're never going to feel that way you're going to have millions of dollars on your on your bank account and if you did it because you wanted to be successful because there's a little girl or a little boy or a little whatever in you that wanted to be seen by their dad for example you're never going to feel okay no matter how much money you have on your bank account the problem is that most of us never get to the goal that we think we need to get to in order to feel that way. So we don't really find out about that. But think about people, about celebrities, people who are really, really successful, like who are, I mean, people who are, they're so, they're famous, they're rich, they're everything. There's nothing that they could do, nothing more that they could do, right? They've reached it all. And what what do we see them doing often? They start becoming crazy. They They start taking drugs. They're going, they're completely completely lose their shit why because they're still feeling like shit and there's nothing more that they can do about it now so i think we really have to stop we really have to stop thinking that we can just change our thoughts and then become successful and everything's going to be great because this is really what our whole society is built on i really believe this i believe that we all have a little a little kid inside of us that needs to be successful that wants us to be successful so that we can finally be seen and like we can finally be noticed and i think this is why our world is the way it is it's just a, it's a very simplistic way of looking at but i think in terms of like business and 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 careers and and money and everything i feel like there's there's a lot to that and of course there's the part where the people want power anyway <laughs> i'm going on a tangent but i think there's a big big it's a big driver in the way our world is nowadays
And if we want to change that, not even to change the world, I'm I'm not one of those people who has to change the world because I I don't I don't know that I need to do that. But if you want to feel better about yourself, about your relationship, about anything in your life that you're not feeling great about right now, I would invite you to go deep. I would invite you to ask the hard questions. I would invite you to stop messing around with the the thoughts in your head so that you can become more successful or that you can whatever. But we really invite you to just switch the spotlight. That's what I said to a client once. Like Instead of having the spotlight on the outside or on your thoughts in your head, switch the spotlight to, to the inside and see what's going on. See where this is coming from. If you want someone to help you with that, of course, you know where to find me. But maybe you can just start by the next time when when you have thoughts that you want to change, just shift your focus inwards. Find the feeling in your body that comes with the thought. Place a hand on it and just say, I see you. I see you and thank you for whatever you're doing for me, whatever you, whatever you think you're doing for me. Thank you for that. And then maybe just sit with it a couple of minutes and watch my, listen to my, my episode about processing feelings if you need to. And see what happens. And also let me know how, you, how you're doing with that. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know where you're stuck maybe. Yeah. And if you like this episode, please leave me a, a review. Give me five stars on, on face, oh, Facebook, <laughs> on Spotify or on iTunes. I'm not really sure how Apple Podcasts works, but you probably know if you're listening to it on that platform. And yeah, write me a review. Let me know. Let me know what you think. I'm really excited. Follow me. That also helps me. And yeah, thank you for being here. And I hope to have you again here in the next episode.